góðan daginn. You're listening to the Reykjavík Greipa. Iceland's foremost English publication on Icelandic news, culture, travel and more. Hello and welcome to First Impressions. I'm Sam. I'm Leah. I'm Ines. And we're here to discuss our first impressions on coming to Iceland. So starting off here, uh, what was the most surprising thing that uh, that you all experienced? Like, what was the most surprising thing for you when you first got here? Um, I guess for me, it was I first came here in 2016, and um, I think only upon arrival you realize how small the country actually is, like population-wise. Um, and especially like after I spent a lot of time in the north, like I really got to experience the remoteness. And um, my partner actually pointed out to me that when we would look um, like from the shore, we could see like the Greenland, Greenlandic shore in the distance from there. And that was really when I noticed how far removed we were like from the rest of the world, or, like the parts where we grew up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was it was great experience. Like, I mean, I come from like a very profit-driven city that's like a very hectic um, life there and like um, fast-paced and it was very good to remove yourself from that and I was surprised how well you can do that in Iceland actually and how how remote it is really and I still get that reset feeling sometimes when I come here again after being away. Yeah, do you have that feeling in Reykjavik? Um, yes, but even more so like on the countryside yeah. of course. Yes. Yeah, when I first moved in to Iceland, like I didn't get to see Reykjavik at all. I just it was like a layover because I was going to the to the southeast to work, and the remoteness was something that I wasn't. I knew it was gonna happen, but I wasn't expecting it in the like amount I guess that I had it. But I think the most shocking thing that I learned once I started working in Iceland was how relaxed people are. Mm-hmm. And now, like when you when you're you're from the south of Europe and you constantly like get lessons about like the north's productivity, for example, you're not expecting to get here and your boss telling you like, yeah, the client can wait. You just do your job <laughs> at the pace that you like will do your job well. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> but yeah, the the fact that I was 30 kilometers away from a supermarket was something that shocked me because I'm like from the second biggest city in Portugal so it was like wow that was insane yeah Yeah. Yeah. how about you Sam? Uh, well I think the thing that most surprised me was the uh, the climate Um, okay yeah yeah when I when I first got here um, I came from from Boston uh, and and so when I when I boarded the plane it was late August of 2018 and it was 95 degrees Fahrenheit which is like 35 degrees Celsius Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and then I got off the plane in Keplavik (laughs) and it was 5 degrees Celsius or like 41 degrees Fahrenheit so that was a big big shocker Uh, and I, I expected to to get actually colder but that didn't happen it it stayed pretty much the same throughout the whole winter, so that was a that was a nice surprise. I, I come from a place where where the winters are always very very cold, and uh, so it was it was nice to have sort of a 
a mild winter. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing that really surprised me though was the um, how how much everything costs, how expensive. Like my my in laws tried to warn me. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing could prepare me for what like two thousand krona, which is like twenty dollars, twenty U.S. dollars. Yeah. For fast food, and that's cheap. Mm. Yep. I've gotten used to it now, so like I go back to the states. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cheap. Oh, yeah, that's cheap. And I end up spending way more money than I probably should. But. Yeah, that's a factor. Have you always been in Reykjavik since you moved here? Yeah, uh, the yeah Reykjavik area. Okay. Uh, Seltjarnarnes. Okay. But that's nice. close enough. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I noticed uh, ever since I moved here, and I think it's like it happens all, all over the country, is how... Um, people use electricity very freely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they will leave all the lights on all the time, all the heaters. One thing that I went back home and it was like the thing I told my friends as the surprising thing of living in a foreign country like Iceland was that you would be in a bar or like at someone's house and if it was too hot, they would open a window instead of like turning down the heaters. Mm -hmm. And that for me was like, and for all my friends, it was like luxury living, you know? Because <laughs> like, you will get like one heater dividing through the house if you're like living mm -hmm. with your house, with friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And here everyone's just like leaving their lights on and mm -hmm. heaters everywhere. I yeah. guess the electricity is cheaper, but... Yeah. yeah, that was surprising to me too, like how loose they are with the yeah. use of electricity and like also where I live, like my dad would always tell me like, you have to switch up the light, like every time you leave a room, like switch up the light, <laughs> you, you. you switch on the light only in the room that you actually use at the moment. Um, and also when I came here, I was like, why would people do that? Like it's such a waste. Yeah. And I had this argument also actually with <laughs> with an Icelander, and he just told me, uh, you know, like it's clean energy, so there's nothing to worry about. Like you're not saving the environment by not using the energy. That's true. <laughs> On the other hand, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure like what to think of that approach, but it's, it's certainly something that's surprising and different. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. My wife actually gets after me for not shutting the lights off. Okay. Like I'll, I'll forget to shut the lights. And she's Icelandic. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But maybe she's the exception. Yeah. Like, in the in the place I lived at, in the older, like, Icelandic folks would go to the, um, to the supermarket and leave their car outside with the key in the ignition and, like, the motor running mm -hmm. while they went shopping. Yeah. Like, just... Also, like, o doors would be open, like, during the evening, like, if you would go for a walk next to the sea, everyone's doors were open. Yeah. No one locks the doors. I guess they're not afraid of anything. <laughs> but it was really surprising, too. It's very safe here, though. Yeah. Like, parents will leave their, their kids in the pram. Yeah. Like, outside where they go and run errands. <laughs> yeah. Like, get groceries, get their hair done. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed the kids are, like... Uh, while we're on the topic, like, they kind of just run everywhere. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, I once, in a supermarket, was being flipped off by <laughs> a group of Icelandic kids. And I don't know if they noticed that I was a foreigner. I don't think it was, like, intentionally to be mean. But I just started to, like, point at their mom and be like, I'm going to tell her. And they were like, oh, please, please don't. <laughs> but I think, like, I found that, I think maybe because of that, Icelandic kids are really, like sociable and smart mm -hmm. like they will I don't know I wasn't expecting that maybe I thought they would be a little close up does it like make you 
feel weird that the kids are all like unsupervised. I mean, I've definitely asked myself, whose kid is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be I'll be in bonus or something, and just some random four year old will run past me, and there's like no parents in yeah. sight, and I'm like, who? Like, where did this kid come from? <laughs> so, I mean, like as a like. As somebody from the States, you, you would never see that happen. Like, you see parents with, like, leashes on their kids. Yeah. Uh, but here, it's a little more free. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, yeah, maybe the kids grow up to be a little more uh, independent, mm-hmm. a little more socially responsible, yeah. maybe. Uh, I think that's actually a great thing. Like, I've yeah. noticed that, too, that they're very independent, like, from very early age on. Yeah. And I also, like, I have a two-year-old niece, and she's, like, the most independent person in the world. She's more independent than me. Yeah. <laughs> she just, like, comes up to, like, me and um, tries to explain something in Icelandic, and my Icelandic is, like, very average still. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she doesn't get tired of, like, explaining to me, like, this is, this is how it works, and, like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. And, I mean, she doesn't have the option to switch to English, so I get it, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm very surprised at like how determined she also is to mm-hmm. to like um, teach me and and just um, to her I'm probably just really dumb, but she thinks like why doesn't she understand my language? Um, yeah, but we get along. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> good. that's nice. Get along um, despite the language barrier. Yeah. Have yeah. you tried to learn Icelandic? Yeah, you you um, you try too, right? Yeah, I've been learning for about a year now. Um, and uh, I absolutely love the language. It's 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 a fun language to to learn and to speak. There's a lot of difficulty with it, but I'm having fun with it. Uh, one thing that I've really noticed is that the uh, like there's a lot of shops downtown that employ Icelanders. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's you know makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and so now that my Icelandic has gotten to a place where I can speak it with fairly decent pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of people with whom I can practice. But at the beginning, uh, a lot of the shop, uh, the people in the shop would uh, just switch to English when I yeah. when I would try to speak Icelandic mm-hmm. because I was butchering their language. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, a little bit frustrating because I was just trying to learn the language and they would, like, it, it, yeah. So I, I think unless you have... Uh, either a determined two-year-old niece or <laughs> uh, formal classes, it's, it's yeah. uh, kind of difficult to, to, to learn the language for that reason. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm the only one of us that hasn't started to try. Yeah. But I had this thing, like, when I went to supermarkets, I would all, always, like, try to guess what the cashier was saying and just answer ya or nay. Mm. Usually I would go nay tak, nay tak, that means no thank you. Mm. Uh, because it was usually like, do you want the receipt? Do you want the bag? And I didn't want either, so uh, I would always answer back in Icelandic and that was my way of like feeling validated. <laughs> I spoke two words of Icelandic today. And then one time I was in like the liquor store and the lady asked me something in Icelandic and I said they talk, and she's like la- started laughing a lot, and she's like, "I asked you for your ID," <laughs> and, I, and I just told her like, "No, thank you." <laughs> oh, I'm going to give me an ID. Oh, that's so convenient. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I came to Iceland rightfully at the age that I could drink, so it was yeah. fine. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. still very expensive, so yeah, uh, mm-hmm. no, no mind. Um, 
I've, I've actually uh, cut down on my drinking quite a bit since uh, since coming to Iceland, which, I mean, I guess it's a good thing. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, the, like, unions and everything have a lot of support for people to, yeah. to learn Icelandic. That's true. And even in the countryside, there were, like, little courses starting at level one of Icelandic. Mm -hmm. So, I think... You, it's very easy to try to learn it, at least. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's easy to actually learn it. Yeah. You guys could tell me better. I think it's very hard, like you say, to it put is. it into practice. Yeah. It's extremely difficult. Like right now, I'm actually studying at the university. Um, it's like a degree called practical diploma, where you're supposed to learn Icelandic basically within a year. And um, I don't know. It's For me, I guess I have the advantage, like in German, we have the cases too. Yeah. So... Um, I'm familiar with the concept, but then again, like I think sometimes people overestimate like the um, benefits that like German gives you when learning Icelandic, because a lot of things are work differently. Like the words are not the same words, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the cases also often work differently. Like when you would use dative in German, it would be sometimes accusative in Icelandic. Um, but I mean, now I do understand a lot. It's it's still very hard to speak, like you say. It's um, it's it's very easy to be misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm also a perfectionist. So <laughs> I know I make many mistakes, so I, I I sometimes like just withdraw. But I mean, the best way I think really is just to push yourself and like get out there and yeah. try to speak as much as possible and the, repeat, uh, repeat. <laughs> yeah, speaking of difficulties uh, and uh, getting words wrong, uh, the other day I said, I am a sandwich. <laughs> uh, and are you Sam? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. So, yeah, yer samula means I agree. Uh-huh. Yer sam loca means I am a sandwich. <laughs> I said it's I am a sandwich. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, 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 so. It's understandable. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a great, uh, great moment. <laughs> a lot of fun was had by all. I can imagine so. Yeah. So despite the language, like, what are things that you really enjoy about Iceland, about being here? So many. Um, I think the Icelandic, like, of course I'm generalizing, but Icelandic people have such a specific character. I think they're extremely helpful, in, like, in any way there could be. But they're very nonchalant about it. Mm -hmm. They won't ask you for the receipts of helping you. And I think that's, at least in the countryside, I felt that a lot, like, with being, for the first few months, the equivalent to, like, a stupid tourist <laughs> that would do, like, things that are not, like, in the social code, you know? And they would be very accepting and... Uh, if, for example, there were Icelandic people staying at the hotel that I worked in, and I would always say, I'm sorry for not speaking the language, I several times um, people told me, like, we need you. Like, how could we blame you for not speaking our language when we need you more than you need us? And that's something that, I don't know, like, makes being an immigrant so much easier, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think in that sense, like, they're not proud about being generous, but they are in a very, like cool mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. yeah and of course all the other like Icelandic nature is something that is mm -hmm. insane yeah and I think when you have for example one thing that I really appreciate is that you can have like a very non-specific job 
at least from my experience as an immigrant, like having a service job and you mm -hmm. can have like a quality of living that is very different from the south of Europe, from my experience, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. about you guys? <laughs> uh, well, nothing uh, so lofty as that. <laughs> Sorry, I went, I went yeah, on that. Just, just went deep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, go uh, on the other end of the spectrum and be a little bit more shallow. Okay. And, um, so I, I really like the fact that movie theaters have intermissions. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a small but important detail. It is, it is a very important detail because I'm a, like, I have ADD. I've, I've always been the kid with ADD. And so I can't sit still for two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Like the first time I noticed this, I went to see Love Actually mm -hmm. last year at uh, Bio Paradise with uh -huh. my wife. And uh, halfway through the movie, it stopped. And it was just intermission. And I was like, oh, yes. Because, <laughs> like, it's a long movie. I had to pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think generally movie culture is really big here, which is probably due to the fact yeah. that it's very cold often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People it's, just try to find a way of like it's, it's doing cold. something without being outdoors. Yeah. yeah, it's cold. Winters are long, and alcohol is expensive. You gotta exactly. do something. <laughs> exactly. That's the three reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess for me, something that I would say I love, which is unrelated to this now, but. Um, it's like that the country in general is very progressive. Yes. So I, I never feel bad about speaking my mind about certain topics. And mm -hmm. I think it's a very, very good space for people to be, especially when they're like part of like a vulnerable community. Mm -hmm. um, I think in Iceland you rarely feel exposed. Yeah. Um, or like much less than in um, other countries. And of course not everything is perfect. And we, we hear that also a lot. Yeah. But um, I think it's something we should be, or like, I mean, so I'm already talking like I'm an Icelander now. <laughs> but that, yeah, I guess we as immigrants, but especially the Icelandic people, should be really proud of and they should keep doing what they're doing, like hold these values high and defend them, like in front of the rest of the world. Definitely. So, yeah. That's something that I, I really appreciate. That's beautiful. <laughs> You're so esoteric. I'm just like, I'm just kind of embarrassed you. I like breaks. I like the Icelandic culture in general. I like how progressive it is here. I like movie intermissions because I gotta pee. I mean, there's a place for everyone in Iceland. This is true. Both is important. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>